when they were young The world seemed so much fun It's on this day with taxi coaches Another day, another on this day And today, 13th of April, we're going to go back to 1940 And this is back in America we're talking about pole vaulter Cornelius Dutch Warmerdam or Varmerdam possibly it is a great name isn't it because you don't want a colder dam no <laughs> yeah, you've got to, got to keep it nice and warm so on this day 13th of April Cornelius Warmerdam cleared 15 feet for the first time ever no one had ever cleared 15 feet before in pole vault it was a feat, uh-huh. again, that had previously been thought impossible. No one thought, you, they just thought it wasn't possible to go over 15 feet. There's no way. No one could do this. And Cornelius proved them wrong. Um, it didn't get ratified for a world record on the 13th of April, unfortunately. Not sure why. Just th- that was all the article said. It, it didn't get ratified. <laughs> Nobody's watching. I guess that's you probably did? what it was. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> did, did he jump over? No one knows. Uh, so. Photos that didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> picks or didn't happen, bro. Uh, and he didn't have picks because, you know, didn't have selfie sticks in those days, did they? Um, so, oh, if they did, though, you use a pole vault, like a pole, that'd be a really <laughs> good angle, wouldn't it? <laughs> Five meter selfie stick. Yeah. Um, so it didn't get ratified on that day. But unperturbed, he went on to break the world record in a properly ratified event on the 29th of June the same year, 1940. Nice. That's, that's a show of a true... Uh, professional being able to do it again absolutely and he just kept on doing it so in in his like and he vaulted for about four more years after this time but in those four years he vaulted over 15 feet 43 times so oh too easy and do you want to guess how many times his competitors did it in that amount of time three Zero. That's right. Wow. He was the only one who ever did it. Like he was the Out only there on person. His own. Yeah, like he was miles ahead of the field, Cornelius. Um, seven of those forty-three were world record heights, but only three were ratified. Again, no explanation as to why that is. I guess it's like you say, no pixel nut didn't happen. Um, yeah. His highest ever vault was fifteen foot seven and three quarters which is equal to 4.77 meters. Um, he set that in 1942, and that record stood until 1957 when yeah, Bob, Kut- Bob Kutowski broke it. Um, but by 1957, they started using the, like, uh, is it fiberglass or it's like some sort of flexi metal stuff? Uh, right, rather than, what were they using before? Wood? He used bamboo. Mm. Bormadam for his whole career used a bamboo stick um, I don't know like bamboo do you think bamboo is particularly springy I think of bamboo as being quite brittle uh, I, I don't know yeah, but yeah I I'm, guess it's treated somehow or something. I guess it must have had to have been or the technique maybe was different in those days I'm not sure um, just climbed up it yeah, it down and then just jump off the top. So whoever's tallest, whoever's got the longest stick is going to win, aren't they? <laughs> um, so Warmerdam basically can be thought of as the best ever bamboo jumper because no one has bamboo jumped since, and he, by a distance, was the best at the time. So It'd be interesting to see how he did with a new 
Yes, with one of the, the new ones, yeah. yeah. Well, by 1957, he was well out. Well, I say that, yeah. he, he was well out of the game, but he continued to pole vault. He continued to vault into his 60s. <laughs> but he retired from competition in 1944 when he was about 30. Yeah. So, I mean, pole vaulting is not one of the things that I think of as like an old man's game. No. I can't it's... imagine it's going to be good on your hips or knees and uh, stuff coming down. I'll just do that recreationally. <laughs> yeah where's my pole darling <laughs> i'm going vaulting <laughs> just going out for a bit of a vault <laughs> <laughs> well take the bins out while you go <laughs> <laughs> he won the 1942 james e sullivan award have you heard of that oh yeah Loads. yeah i hadn't um it is yeah. <laughs> the award for the u.s's outstanding amateur athletes apparently uh, okay, that's good. To, yeah, it's a big. Like, he was very recognised in the in America, but I don't think he was recognised on an international stage so much um, because he never got to compete at an Olympics. He, uh. The 1940 and 1944 Olympics were both cancelled because of the World yeah. War. Um, 36, he was too young, and by 48, he was professionally coaching and therefore ineligible because you had to be an amateur. Uh, so never got to compete at Olympics, never got to compete on the world stage. So a bit of a shame. He smashed it. He definitely would. Yeah, like he would have been a multiple Olympic champion had he been able to go. Um, but yeah, like I said, he continued to vault into his 60s, having retired from competition in 1944. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? <laughs> he he went on to coach at Fresno State University. Uh, he, like, he, co- he coached all track and field events, apparently, and they won... I think it was 19... I didn't write this down. Like 1972, they won the Intercollegiate Championship. So he's a hero at Fresno State. Nice. And they went on to rename their track and field stadium the Warmerdam Field in his honour. Which is rather Excellent. nice, isn't it? That is. Yeah, and he is a member of the American Track and Field Hall of Fame. So, a nice little story there about Cornelius. And yeah. What a lovely name. Genuinely learning stuff. Yeah, yeah. like this is genuinely... <laughs> Learned something today, haven't you? Like, like genuinely, uh-huh. I've learned something today yeah. in isolation. So that's nice, isn't it? When they were young, the world seemed so much fun. It's on this day with taxi coaches.